Hi and welcome to God's Word in 30 Minutes. It's always an honor to bring God's Word to you. I'm excited about it. I believe that you are. Let's dive right into God's Word in no time. Our Father, we thank you for our hearts open to your Word. We thank you for all that you've blessed us with. We thank you for your Spirit at work in us. We receive at this moment skills falling off our heart. We receive light your word coming towards us as light flooding our hearts and we established and strengthened in all of your will to the praise and the glory of your name amen all right um we've been looking at the christian and his bible and um this time around i wanted today and next time out i want to try and tie it up so that we can maybe pick something else to um, go over alongside um and the reason i started with this above among all the many things that, that, that i have in my heart by the spirit of god to share is because i've come to realize that the first thing that I, I i think is important is for the believer to treasure the bible above every other thing <clears throat> because like when 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 an information age to start with and that means that there is there are many things flying out there there is steady influx of news the steady influx of information there are many things um vying for your heart and vying for your attention and instagram twitter or sorry x as it's called now and facebook if you still use facebook um what else whatsapp for those that are there telegram and, and all the social media applications and, and a lot of things are calling your attention and asking for your time and it's important that you as a believer realizes what should take your time and i always say this in church um there are things that are asking for your time and attention in the world but as a believer you must know what should take your time what should take your attention what should be priority you mustn't allow the world to dictate for you determine for you the things that should become your priority you mustn't allow the world to be the the primary influence behind your thoughts actions deeds and words you must be that kind of believer who is able to take control of his own life all right and how you do that is that you take god's word and you keep it in your heart that, that's why the bible is important to the christian and and in, in some of the circles where i grew up in some of the things that i had growing up um I used to hear things like the Bible is the manual for life. And you can understand why said, why that is said, all right? And I know some circles have said, no, that's not true and all of that. The Bible doesn't answer every question in the world, which is correct. The Bible doesn't answer every question in the world. But the Bible actually is the manual for life. It's that one book that you'd expect that anybody who gives attention to the scriptures and reads the scriptures consistently gives attention to god's word consistently the bible is that book that you can emphatically say will transform their lives like there is no other book in all the world that has the capacity to transform the life of one who eats and reads it regularly there's no other book in all the world and so the believer must see the bible that way and that's really what i'm trying to do to help you see the bible how you should see the bible and you shouldn't see it as just another book that you bought or one that you maybe took from your dad and mom's house or one that maybe someone gifted you or one that maybe one of your friends forgot in your house and you just began to use or or what else or 
one of the many applications on your phone you shouldn't see it like that you should see the bible as that book that is so important to your life that you that your attendance and attention to it could make or mar your life because to be honest that's the truth that's a very truth that your attention and attendance to god's word the bible could make or mar your life it all depends on just how much attention and valuation that you give to it let's start from joshua and chapter one joshua and chapter one now god spoke to, was speaking to joshua after moses you know had gone away and gone to die uh, i always find that very interesting moses went to die <laughs> and you know moses went to die and god comes to joshua after the death of moses and god is telling joshua oh i'm going to be with you I'm going to help you. I'm going to be with you like I was with Moses. You're going to have miracles like Moses had miracles. And, and all of those things. But in verse 8, which is one portion that we always pay attention to when we say. But maybe oftentimes we don't realize the context. The context of verse 8. Let's read verse 8 first. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you be strong and be of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And now this is important. Look what he says actually. In verse 8. This book of the law. In other words. In God's conversation with Joshua, God was referring Joshua, the leader of the children of Israel, the one who took over from Moses. God was referring Joshua back to the book of the law. The book of the law at that point would have been the five books of Moses. Right? Everything Moses wrote and documented about the fathers, by the fathers we mean Adam to Adam to the, the patriarchs that went into Egypt. Everything Moses wrote about them, all right, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, everything Moses wrote about the Exodus, everything Moses wrote about the time they spent at Sinai, everything Moses wrote about the uh, the commands and instructions of God. So all of those things, God told Joshua to observe them. So the man of God, <laughs> the man of God who is going to lead the people, now becomes a student of God's word. And then God tells him, observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous in other words you are the one responsible for just how far you go in life you are the one responsible for just how well your life is transformed you you are responsible now i know very clearly and i've taught you this i don't know if i have maybe i have not <laughs> but very clearly that you're saved by grace through faith and that is not of works efficiency too it's not, not of works lest any man should boast it is the gift of god so you're saved through faith not of works by the grace of god in other words your being a child of god has nothing to do with anything that you contributed you could not have contributed bible tells us that we were dead in trespasses and sins in romans chapter 5 it says we were dead right so the fact that that was our situation the fact that we were dead and then God revived us in the sun helps you see very clearly that 
getting saved is not nothing that the man contributes his only contribution is to receive what was done <laughs> if that's any contribution at all his only contribution is to receive what was done it's receiving i received the life of jesus into my heart i receive his work of salvation i receive the work of his forgiveness of sins i receive the deliverance from sins that he provides i receive all right i received the spirit of god by faith in the gospel of jesus that he died for my sins he was buried and on the third day he rose from the dead you know that is just reception but having received you must realize that having received now god now has expectations of you and and the first expectation that god has of you is that you begin to treasure his word and, and, and i'm being honest i know that many times when we talk about the thing these things people some people feel like we are placing burdens on believers and they say don't place burdens on them and all of those things really 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 who 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 bets a child and is not interested in the development of the child and now let me ask if a child is developing how really would you know that the child is developing by the many activities that the child begins to do by the many things that you can now commit to the hands of the child right so if you give birth to a child for instance and in the first year the second year and the third year and the fourth year and as the fifth year the child cannot help with anything in the house you let me say maybe you, you have a maid or something and at the tenth year fifteenth year a fifteen year old boy or girl cannot do anything no you've not raised a child you've raised an imbecile you've raised an imbecile so god being our father all right having birthed us in the gospel of his son by the word of truth james one tells james tells james tells us in james chapter one he has begotten us by the word of truth first peter chapter one peter says born, born again unto a lively hope so we're born again we're born of god that's not the question but the point is that having been born of god god now desires that we develop spiritually and that development comes only by the word i'm going to say that again spiritual development comes only by the word so the believer who seeks to develop spiritually must give attention to god's word let me let me say it like this for emphasis for the for the sake of emphasis if you meet a believer who doesn't treasure god's word who doesn't read god's word regularly study god's word give attention to the teaching of god's word and instructions therein you have met a believer who is going to struggle in his christian work now i don't i don't mean that he's going to struggle in life many may drive the best cars have the best houses have the best clothes and have the best phones and you know the earthly things you, you may have all of them but the point is that he's going to struggle a lot in his christian work look at what god tells joshua again he says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it so there are many things written in the book of the law and god tells joshua you must observe to do all that is written in it in other words your job dear joshua is to observe to do and let me maybe i'll tabernacle there today you observe to do one of the things that i've noticed that believers struggle with especially in this day and age is that many of us do not know how to observe we don't know how to pay attention we don't know how to take it to things because again look at matthew in chapter 28 matthew in chapter 28 to observe to do and that's that's a very very important statement matthew 28 when jesus rose from the dead 
and he was giving instructions to his disciples he said in verse 20 teaching them to note that word again observe observe all things that i've commanded you again if we backtrack to joshua chapter 1 is exactly the same instructions god is telling joshua that he should observe to do according to all that is written in the law in other words the law is god's word written down for them then jesus tells his disciples teaching them the people that will believe the gospel via them says teaching them to observe all things that have commanded you so jesus instructs to teach them to observe so really your job as a believer is an observatory rule you you're an observer you take the scriptures you read the scriptures you observe the scriptures what is being done in the teaching of the bible really is to help you observe better all right to to present to you an observation from the study of the word so you find so what you find in the epistles are the observations of the apostles from the scriptures and i've said this before that the apostles did not teach from thin air they observed those things and they observed them well and then wrote out those things for us so that we can read and understand so the bible is the book that the believer must give attention to and he must pay close attention to in other words he must be observant of the instructions in the scriptures let me say that again you must not be one who is just seeking out for revelation all right in revelation is instructions so you must understand that in finding when you find revelations in the scriptures what you find alongside are instructions because god gives us instructions god gives us instructions in his word and it's not just revelation so that we can feel good sometimes there are corrections sometimes chastisement right but but god gives us his word so that we can be better and that's key i, I don't know i'm just recalling all of these things god's word is so that we can be better so it's easy to know a believer who's who's not giving attention to god's word it's easy to know a believer who doesn't treasure god's word it's easy to know a believer who doesn't value god's word it's easy just by observing and many times that's the problem we don't know how to observe right that's that's usually where the work is so let's talk a little bit about observing all right a little in psalms in chapter one psalms the book of psalms the first psalm psalm chapter one let's talk about observing a bit in psalm chapter one in verse one blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law he meditates day and night is the light is in the law of the lord and in his law he meditates day and night so i want you to pay attention to what he said he said in his law he meditates day and night so how does he observe day and night he pays attention to god's word day and night he meditates that is he mutters to himself he goes over what he read what he heard what he saw what he was told it goes over a day and night 
Let me miss this. Let me let me say this. It's a it's a day and night thing to prosper. It takes attention to God's word day and night to prosper by God's word. And again, it's important that you know what I mean by prosper by God's word. I do not mean making money in, in Diego. That's not what I mean. What I mean by prosper by God's word is uh, a transformed life. Because really, the goal of God's word is a transformed life. And a life transformed by God's word is a successful life. <laughs> Let me say that again. The goal of God's word for the man that has believed the gospel is a transformed life. The goal of God's word is not to make you rich, make you poor, make you wealthy, make you healthy, make you um, what else? Make you have many cars, have no cars, have the biggest houses, have no houses. All of that, that's not the goal of God's word. Really, to be honest, the goal of God's word is that the life of the man who gives attention to God's word will be transformed. Now, without doubt, that transformation will be seen in everything it does. But the goal really is a transformed life. The goal is not things. The goal of God's word is the life of the man. A transformed life. Look at Psalm 119. And I like Psalm 119. Because I believe that Psalm 119 is that Psalm that believers should read often. And the reason why I think that we should read it often is because of the emphasis in Psalm 119 about God's word. And how the psalmist that believed this is David's psalm pays attention or calls attention to God's word and how he longs for God's word and how he, he treasures God's word. And, and it helps you see that really this is, this is like the biggest deal. This is the biggest deal. In verse one, it says, "In verse one, it says, Blessed are they on the foul and the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep His testimonies.'" Then he says, in verse six, "Then I would not be ashamed when I look to Your commandments. Well, I will praise You with uprightness of heart when I learn Your righteous judgments. I will keep Your statutes. Oh, do not forget me utterly." In verse nine, he says, "How can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? With my whole heart have I sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. How can a young man cleanse his way? So, what exactly is God's word going to do? It's going to transform your life. That's all. And 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 I know some people don't like that because they feel like they feel like there should be more, like really maybe a little more. But that's really the goal. That's really the goal. In verse eighty-one. He says, my soul faints for your salvation, but I hope in your word. My eyes fail from searching for your word, searching your word, saying, when will you comfort me? For I become like one skin in the smoke, yet I do not forget your statutes. How many are the days of your servant when will you execute? Look what he's saying. He's saying he's waiting for the deliverance. Here he's not talking about salvation through it like Jesus came. No, deliverance. There were things that he was going through. And he was hoping for deliverance and waiting for deliverance and longing for deliverance. But really, he said that, his eyes, his hope is in the word. His eyes are on God's word. His commandments are his commandments are faithful. Right? That's what he's saying. In verse 83, 89, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven, your faithfulness endures throughout generations. You establish the earth and it abides. And it goes on and on. Verse 37. Oh, how I love your law. It's my meditation all day. Look at verse 98. You through your commandments. Make me wiser than my enemies. 
for they are ever with me. You make me wiser than my enemies. See, let me tell you, what God wants to do is to make you wiser. His word will make you wiser. Don't forget 2 Timothy chapter 3 that we started with in verse 14, 15. When Paul told Timothy, continue the things that you've learned and you've been assured of, knowing of whom you learned them. From a child, you've known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise. So, what the scriptures really do is impart wisdom. Your word is light and lamp, right? And it brings understanding to the simple. So, God's word really is for a transformed life. I'm I'm, going to say that again. What God wants to do with his word in your life is to transform your life. Every other thing is secondary. When his word transforms your life, it will transform how you think, then how you act, how you talk, how you reason, how you relate with people, how you relate with money, really, how you relate with earthly things, how you relate with everything. But really, God's goal first is not those things. God's goal first is a transformed life, a transformed heart. Right, and so he put his spirit in you to cause you to walk in his statutes and his commands and his commandments, rather. And when you begin to yield to the spirit by feeding on the word, you'd find that very clearly. Look at look at first Peter again. I say again as though we've opened first Peter. I'm not sure if we have, but again, first Peter, first Peter, and chapter 2, first Peter, and chapter 2. And Peter says that, therefore, verse 1, laying aside all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It, look, look at what it says again. Laying aside malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, or the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. In other words, what you need, dear believer, is god's word and many times we, we are trying to address many issues when all we really need is god's word flooding the heart god's word would transform the life of whosoever gives attention to it i'll take you back to joshua when it again this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but thou shalt meditate in it day and night for therein you shall make your way prosperous you will make your own way prosperous by giving attention to god's word and i hope you know the prosperity that god was talking to joshua about really was not even money or the land that they were going to conquer because i mean they did not conquer all the lands they didn't i mean there were more lands for for them to conquer but joshua was already old so they didn't conquer all the lands. so it wasn't really the lands but it was the life of the man and so you find Joshua towards the tail end of his life. Just so you know how much God's word has transformed the man. You find Joshua towards the tail end of his life. And I want us to see this as I, as I tie this together. Joshua towards the tail end of his life. In Joshua chapter 24 in verse 14. Look at this in verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord. He's talking to the Israelites. This is his last words as their leader before he dies. Now therefore fear the Lord. Serve in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Wow. In other words, the prosperity that Joshua found in God's word is a service to the Lord. Do you understand that? That's what he found. 
his prosperity that he found in god's word was a transformed life so now he's telling this goal these guys serve the lord in verse 15 and if it seems evil to you to serve the lord choose for yourself this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the amorites in whose land you dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the lord now that's a prosperous person that's a life transformed by god's word that he can say emphatically as for me and my house whatever you guys decide you're going to do me and my house we will serve the lord we're not going to get entangled with all the many things in this world our eyes our hearts our minds our souls are fixed on god that's what his word would do his word would transform your life his word would realign your priorities his word would change how you think his word would realign your thinking pattern his word will and so many times you're trying to say you're trying to think, think positively no 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 you don't have to do that you just have to feed on god's word and let god's word transform your life let it transform your life remember what we saw the last time the perfect law of liberty whoso looks to the perfect law of liberty and continues therein be not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work this man is blessed in his deed so he's a looker into the perfect law of liberty is a looker is an observer and you know what you know you know the thing about observation in observation you have very patient and detailed let me say that again when it comes to observation you are very patient and detailed a lot of times many believers wonder why god's word is not having influence in their lives when all they listen to god's word maybe 30 minutes or one hour on sunday and that one hour 30 minutes that their hearts are not even there and then the rest of the week they go about doing all that they can and then maybe stream midweek service on wednesday or thursday or tuesday and then sad the whole week is gone and then they go back again on sunday and then they wonder why everything pastor is teaching is not working it can't work you're not observant because you have to observe to do you have to pay attention to the word you have to listen intently you have to carefully listen carefully hear carefully observe that's how he's going to transform your life james says one looks and forgets the other one is an observer you know if you call somebody to come and observe an event for instance scientifically if you, are, if you ask scientists to come and observe an event you, they'll come with their cameras they'll come with the videos they'll they'll take the videos of the event then they go back and then they play it again and again and again taking notes observing this event observing that event you you hear god's word on sunday the note you wrote on sunday You've probably not opened it and today is Wednesday. Or whatever day you're listening to this. How? And you wonder why your life is not being transformed by God's word. How will it be? Or you don't even have notes from Sunday. Or you don't even have your Bible is so neat. No. God wants our lives transformed. See, all the many things that we are chasing and pursuing in this world, I understand that because I mean, we live in this world, so we have to make ends meet. We have to eat, at least. We have to buy data. Data is life. You have to buy data to even listen to this. It's not free. <laughs> even this is free to listen to, you have to buy data to listen to it. So, you have to buy data, you have to get clothes. I mean, you won't walk naked and all of those things. The cares of this life, they are legitimate. See, but despite the legitimacy of the cares of this world, their legitimacy must not cause you to ignore the most important thing in your life god's word and the transformation that god's word will bring to your heart 
you, the, those things must not cause you to forget that the most important achievement you can have at the end of your life is that your life was transformed by God's word. See, let me say that again. The most important achievement you can have as you reach the tail ends of your life is a life transformed by God's word. It won't be the number of, mo- the number of cars you have, the number of, of children you were able to give birth to. It won't be the number, it won't be the, the amount of money in your bank account or the money you were able to give to charity. All of that will count not for a bit. What's going to count for you would be that you can observe your life through all your years on it and say, my life was transformed by God's word. That's the goal. Look at Joshua, the tail end of his life. Said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You see the same with Moses. You see the same with Paul. You see the same with Peter. See, God's, the goal of God's word is a transformed life. Every other thing is secondary. So Jesus says, seek first the kingdom and its righteousness. Every other thing is secondary. Seek first the kingdom. Every other thing is secondary. I charge you, the believer. As I close again today, and I know that we've not really done the proper study study this time around. And I'm slower and I'm being careful because I want you to understand what I'm saying. The goal of God's word is a transformed life. A transformed life. How can a young man cleanse his way? By giving heed to your word. Your word is light. Your word is lamp. God wants to transform your life. He has put his spirit in you, which is how, which is the agent for the transformation. But then the spirit in you, I've told you, is going to use the word to transform your life. God's goal for you is that at the end of your life, you can look back and say, my life was transformed by God's word. And see, it doesn't have to be the end of your life. It could be towards the tail, towards every time you take a stock of your life. It's that you can look at yourself in two years, in three years, ten years, five years, and say, alas, glory to God, my life was changed by God's word. God wants to transform your life. Above all else, above every other thing, his biggest desire is that your soul prospers. That is prosperity. God's prosperity, God's prosperity is a transformed life by the agent of his word fed upon with regularity by that man who has given himself to god's word so take your bible treasure it again i've overshot my time but i had to say this take your bible treasure it again god wants a transformed life and this book is how he's going to get it done in your own life enjoy the rest of your day the rest of your night whatever time you're listening do ensure you share this with someone all right i told you one of the things you must do for yourself is that when you hear God's word and then you find somebody to share it with and then you can go over it together, that's how you improve. Remember, the goal is a transformed life. Next time around, we're going to talk about the importance of repetition. All right. And then we'll just fancy we can just wrap it up. The importance of repetition in the heart and to the heart of the man who has believed the gospel of Jesus. See you next time around. And this is God's word in 30 minutes. Cheers.